When you're juggling land and water in your catchment, who gets what? Well, the rules are not the same, and they've only grown because of tax laws. They haven't grown because they wanted to be horticulturists. They haven't got horticulture in their blood. One of the mistakes we've made is we've been focused on doing the right thing commercially and doing the right thing by our investors. And uh, for a long time, we almost totally ignored what other people were thinking about us. And uh, Other people being the local community? Local community or others in horticulture. In catchments where water for irrigation is no longer reliable, community resentments can bubble to the surface. In this case, the bad blood is between family farms and managed investment schemes. And they'll have managers, and they'll have managers, the managers will come and go and whatever. There's no affinity to the land. Doesn't change the flavour of the almonds or the olives. No, that's right. Robert Mansell's a third-generation citrus grower in an irrigated region where now 15,000 hectares of land is under corporate management for olives and almonds. The issue with the almonds and the olives is that they've bought up a lot of the sleeper licences and all those sort of things. What's a sleeper licence? Well, there was a lot of water licences weren't being used. People said, oh, you can make some money out of this. So I've sold it to these people and that water's being used now. It's helped to put us in the position where we are. We're in a drought and, uh, and we're using a lot more of our water that goes down the river. What would normally be kept in catchments or go down for an environmental flush is now being used. It's pretty hard to admit it, but we would be perceived as being arrogant. Max Tolson is the regional manager of a company that began life as a plantation timber holding. Now it's branched into citrus, grapes, olives and almonds. I mean, we've come into this area and grown to be the biggest horticultural operation in the area and we haven't uh, consulted or sought permission or adjusted what we've been doing and so we're perceived as arrogant because of that. One of the areas of concern, particularly in such water-starved times, is that a company like Timbercorp comes in and buys up what's called sleeper water licences. How do you feel about that? Uh, Look, I respect what people might think. I I, I don't think the facts match that. Most of the sleeper licences had disappeared. People weren't sitting on water that was worth $1,000 a megalitre. And ultimately, with the benefit of hindsight... In the worst drought in 100 years, uh, water, including those sleeper licences, could well have been over-allocated. So it's based uh, on envy then, is it? No, it's not No, it's not envy. I don't think it's envy. And I, I just think that big is not always better. And, you know, they talk about irrigators wasting water and all that sort of stuff and, and the water use and they want water for environment. And uh, we're in a really tough time and we've still got new development going. You know, I think that everyone needs to be responsible about that, you know, and about managing it. Yeah. I know that... They sent back to their investors last year and said, we've got to buy water. And I know some people who were invested and said, no, I'm not going to give you any more money for <laughs> buying water. But I didn't have that uh, luxury, and you might say it might be resentment. People resent our business models. I mean there are no special tax rules. There's been an independent study by Horticulture Australia and and some economists that have said uh, that there is no tax subsidy. All I'd say is try and understand some of the good aspects of, of what we're doing. Don't just get hung up in the negatives and the resentment. 
that's the family farmers that employ more people, less mechanised, and they keep the towns running. The managed investment schemes, once they're going, they'll tick away and it's mechanised and there's uh, less people to work it. That's a concern that I have for our communities. I mean, we're representing 10,000-odd shareholders and investors, and they have very strong views on the environment and how it should be managed, and, and so we're on notice to come up to those standards, and by and large, that's what we attempt to do. You've heard the story. Now play the game. Here's Tim Stubbs. Have a think about how you're balancing your catchment. You need to get a bit of a mix of everything. So remember, a healthy catchment is a good mix of a lot of different activities. Your land, your water, your choice. Catchmentdetox.net.au